Hello, friends. It's Monday, April 25th. You know what time it is. Tonight at Program, Major Pain, Firestarter, Take It to Heart, Higher Power, and Last Straw, Connecticut Straight Edge. I love Connecticut Hardcore. I'm so happy to have been able to put this together. Thanks to all of my friends who have helped out. It wouldn't have been possible without all of you. So for anyone who's listening to this uh, today at this time of the recording, please roll out to program tonight. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. And I want everyone to come out and have a good time. So please do yourself a favor. Get there early. Um, I'm not sure how crazy it's going to be, but I'm hoping it's wild as fuck. And I hope that everybody has a blast because I'm super excited and I can't believe that it is finally here. So shout out to all my friends uh, in Last Draw who were super down to, to, to make this work because it definitely means a lot. You can obviously see right here if you're watching the video, I'm, uh, you know, uh, just so, so excited. But on to today's episode It is brought to you by from within records and still late summer uh envision will be releasing a 12 inch ep which i can't wait for i i love that band i, I love being straight edge and i'm so excited to hear new music from them also uh, if you are familiar with the label you definitely know about the wanting unity comp but late summer 2022 the final installment in the trilogy which i'm sad about but i'm also really stoked on the lineup not one truth if you haven't had a chance to listen to their new music yet please do yourself a favor and go check out their new stuff hellbound never again c4 chemical fix search for purpose stiff meds fool's game contention buried alive live it down gridiron adrian broken vow nothing but enemies submit killing me and wreckage I, I love wreckage. You can obviously tell if you're watching the video, I'm wearing a wreckage shirt. Thank you, Noah. And then also right above me, we got another legendary wreckage shirt. We're, we're repping Connecticut hardcore super hard today, but shout out to wreckage, shout out to the comp. Look forward to that. And if you're not listening to the From Within Records podcast, they just dropped episode seven with Will Kalen. Uh, he plays in Never Ending Game plays in gridiron from the pea to the d so if you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to that or if you're not listening please go boot up your spotify your apple podcast your stitcher wherever the hell you listen to your podcast and go subscribe to the from within records podcast i love what they're doing over there it's awesome and if you're not following from within records on social media go boot up your twitter your instagram click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news and like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And also, if you're looking for high quality merchandise, go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. They do a lot of awesome stuff. If you're uh, seeing anxious on their current full U.S., a lot of their merch was printed by Good Fortune. If you're about to see Ikulu on their run, all that cool merch is printed by Good Fortune Printing. All my collab shirts have been printed by Good Fortune Printing, and I am very happy to be working with them and looking forward to working with them in the future. So please go follow them on Instagram. Click that follow button. Uh, you can go follow them at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, you can email them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. 
super awesome people to work with, and I am very stoked on their business. So please support them any way you can. On today's episode, we had to track down Jonathan from Texas, runs Sunday Drive Records, which I'm definitely a fan of. So many awesome bands. I love Broken Vow. I love The Arrival Note, All Under Heaven, Squint, shout out St. Louis. So there's so many awesome bands, and it was cool for me to finally be able to sit down and talk to Jonathan and pick his brain. So for anyone who is not familiar with the label, I hope this is a great way to get you interested and familiar. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Jonathan to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. How's it going? Hey, doing good, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm stoked to finally have you on the podcast. I've been a fan of uh, the record label for a really long time, so I'm just stoked to you know finally be sitting here uh, speaking with you. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. And likewise, to listen to your show uh, pretty often, so it's cool to be on here. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. And for people who are listening who may not be familiar with who you are, can you talk about um, you know, who you are and uh, where you come from? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Jonathan. I run a record label called Sunday Drive Records. Uh, currently is based in te- uh, Houston, Texas, uh, but I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and the label has existed since 2015. So going on seven years this summer, actually. And yeah, uh, it's been been a fun ride so far, and there's a lot of exciting stuff planned in the future that I am excited about and ho- and like finally able to let people see. <laughs> and I'm just curious, going back to 2015, where did you get yeah. the idea to start the label? Yeah, uh, so I was like in a local band uh, in high school in San Antonio, and um, around that time, so this is like just to put into context, uh, this is around 2012 uh, when I started this this band. And I was going to shows in high school, like as a freshman, probably. Uh, so I got introduced to like the local music scene uh, at kind of a young age, I guess. It's like 13, 14. Um, but I ended up discovering hardcore <laughs> through those local shows and uh, kind of opened my eyes to a whole new world and as mainly like the DIY aspect of it. Like I didn't realize that you can just book your own show, you know, put together a lineup and do everything yourself. So that was very eye opening to me. Um, So after, you know, going to shows and getting involved, uh, playing in a band, uh, I had to kind of like teach myself everything from the band aspect. Uh, So for example, making a flyer for a show, uh, I taught myself like Photoshop uh, and would like make something that if we needed it, 
uh, album art and stuff like that. So I got introduced to that um, part of like the DIY um, aspect. And then, yeah, so from being involved in music, playing with local bands, there was a couple of uh, friends. Sorry, if you hear that, it's my cat like meowing Just in fine. the background. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I met some friends uh, in Frontage and New Methods. We used to play like house shows together and stuff. And um, I realized that San Antonio didn't really have a record label uh, to like give a platform to these artists. And so a lot of it was on the local aspect. And I wanted to just help out and, you know, uh, shine a light on on the local bands because I thought they were really cool and they were my friends. So uh, in 2015, uh, I was in college. I moved away from San Antonio. Uh, I went to Texas A&M and from there I like it was ending my freshman year and I was like I think I'm finally just going to do this like I uh, I've had the idea in my head you know since then uh, since playing that band in in high school and uh, I just decided to do it and I reached out to Frontage and there was that was our first release Uh, they were going into the studio uh, and we put that out and ever since then you know uh it's been going into something I would never have imagined it going into. For sure. That's awesome. I like the, the idea of wanting to do something local, especially when there wasn't really something going on at that time. Cause that takes a lot of work, right. For somebody to step up and yeah. do something, especially when it's not something that's very common. Cause you know, obviously I feel like sometimes uh, people could be very like judgmental and, I kind of look at someone and be like, wow, this is weird. They're starting a new label and (laughs) it it, it could either go right where you could um, have people who are super down for you and give you a ton of support or it could people just be like, you know, kind of shy about it and not really sure, uh, you know, what to do. And they kind of just watch from afar and wait till it's like, okay to, you know, support the label because they see that it's actually going somewhere and it's not some like, you know, joke thing. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Uh, I know, like you'll you'll see like DIY labels start up every so often, and then they kind of just disappear. Uh, that was kind of my fear uh, when I when I started it. I was like, I want to make sure like to keep on going, try to do as much as I can. Uh, but shout out to everyone who did start a label and even just put out one thing. Like that's cool too. Um, but it is just like a you know taking that first step. It, it's definitely scary, like anything doing anything new. Hundred percent. And, you know, you mentioned it started in 2015. Here we are in 2022. So that's a, you know, a seven years, uh, you know, creeping up on a decade. So I, I think that's awesome that you've been able to stick around for that long, because especially in our scene, things move so fast. So many bands come and go, um, even with li- like yeah. record labels, zines, um, you know, for people being involved in this, like you could miss something, you know, in the blink of an eye. So for you to have been around for seven years so far, that's pretty awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I've definitely had the moments where I'm like, I think it's time to quit. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I kind of went through that and, you know, kept doing it because it wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am now mm-hmm. uh, with the label, which is kind of where, what I envisioned in the beginning um, at this stage. And not to say like Sunday Drive is huge or anything, you know, uh, but it's just like at a level now where I kind of feel the appreciation and like, um, I felt for like a lot of years, it was kind of going unnoticed and not getting that much uh, attention. But so it was kind of like pushing through that, you know, uh, those thoughts that you get in your head or like, oh, is anyone care about this? Like, this is, is it even worth it? Um, But I'm glad I pushed through because uh, I got to meet so many cool people and work with so many talented bands. 
hundred percent. And I, I feel like that's one thing, um, that a, a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, suffer from is they'll start something new, whether it be a zine, uh, a, a record label, and they kind of get jaded when they don't find like instant success and they don't get that gratification right away. And then they kind of realize like, oh, oh, shit, this isn't as easy as I thought. And you have to put in work and these things take time. So for the people who are able to, yeah. kinda, you know, weather that storm and stick around to you know see the fruits of their labor, uh, I, I think it's really important for people to know that, um, yeah, there, there may be some dark times, but it makes, you know, th those moments where you get those um, milestones or those goals that you set for yourself, you know, you know, that much better. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I guess, like in today's society, we're all kind of victim to like wanting that instant gratification just because like a social media and everything, you know, information is so readily available to us. Um, so that I'm sure like that played a part like years ago. Um, but it, it was, you know, I kind of tried to just disconnect a little bit and like refocus uh, on all the details and like reignite the passion uh, that I had in the beginning of why I was doing this. And uh, I think that drives, you know, the influence uh, to do the label so much more um, just like taking a step back and like looking like, man, I even just even looking back, like I got to do one release, like that was cool. Like my friends, didn't have to put out their record on my like new label. Like that's a huge risk. I understand from like a band, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that I've, I've kept going and I'm very appreciative of everyone who has like stuck around or even just discovering the label. I definitely appreciate all the support. For sure. No, I, I get it. I sometimes wonder how, uh, you know, people, um, who start these new labels convince bands to to join right because that's a lot of yeah. <laughs> trust that they have to put into them because obviously it's like a whole new venture and just the representation for the label and the band people are are gonna uh, be like okay this is weird this is something new and especially for like an established band right to, to leave like um and it doesn't even have to be uh, a super well-known label but for them to go to something brand new i, I just feel like that's just a risk and it, it, it's cool when i see bands willing to take that even knowing that it's going to be uh, not even like necessarily like an uphill battle but it's just going to be like a whole new adventure that you know isn't guaranteed to be a, a success but it's like you know them wanting to you know bring something new to the table not just for themselves but for the label and to bring like some new vibes uh for the whole scene as well yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I mean, just from putting myself in like a band's perspective, like that, I, I, I totally understand that it's a difficult thing to do to attach your music to some brand that you might not be that aware of, um, speaking from the perspective of a new record label. Uh, so having that like, you know, uh, establishment in your local community, uh, or just being friends with the artists or whoever you're working with, I think definitely helps kind of, you know, push through that, that, uh, discomfortness maybe, uh, that might come with joining the label. hundred percent. Like I somehow got myself in this weird position where I speak to a lot of bands, right. And I've become friends with a lot of people in bands. So I have people reach out from time to time. Uh, wanting to you know help get in contact with the labels which i'm totally you know down to do um but then there's even like some times where like my my friends who are in bands that i believe in who i try to fight for to get on labels and 
it's just like a whole weird process because uh when it gets sent to business right and the money gets involved because you know it's like an investment if you're going to be working with these bands and putting out uh you know records tapes uh t-shirts hoodies whatever um and that's where you kind of realize like okay cool like it you know you might like the music but you might not like it that much when you have to get to the point where you have to invest like you know x amount of dollars not knowing if you're going to see a return um you know you, you might even take a loss and that's where i'm kind of like okay like i get it I, you know but i'm just trying to help out like my friends when they ask but it, when i get to that position I'm like damn this is kind of like this weird not really like dark side but it's just like this weird spot where i'm just like okay like i know they would fit well on the label in, in my opinion but then when it just comes down to to it it's just like yeah like when it doesn't work out i, I get bummed out for for both because i've been in the situation where i've like pitched the band um, and like, I have no business relations with these bands, right? Like I've got offered things behind the scenes and I'm like, no, nope, I don't want anything. I just, you know, you ask, I'll help, whatever. Um, and I've seen in the situation where the label turns it down, but then the band lands somewhere else and they turn it to be like really successful. And I was like, damn, imagine that success on, <laughs> if it would have been on like the original label that they wanted it to be on, it, it would have been such a cool fit. And who knows, maybe it wouldn't have worked out the same way. Maybe I'm just like rewriting history, but it's just weird because uh, there's only been a few bands where I fought for behind the scenes where it didn't work out, but that band still managed to get success. So it's just like, damn weird spot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a, a lot of the times, like if the music is good, you know, that eventually that, that moment will come for the band. Um, but as far as like, uh, you know, a record label taking a chance on a band, like, yes, you're absolutely right. There is like a lot of money, um, not not only money involved, but also time and commitment to, you know, making the release work. Um, so, yeah, that's like that's also like a tough thing to, to do if you're running like a DIY label. Like I started probably not in the best time. <laughs> For example, like I was in college and uh, didn't have any money. <laughs> so I was working just like a part time job and, uh, you know, saving what I can uh in order to press like 50 cassette tapes uh at the time so just doing that uh you know at the at that time it, it was a lot for me but i'm glad i did it because it needed to you know needed to be done that was the first step in order to to make something come to life 100 percent. no sometimes it takes sacrifice to make things happen and I feel like that's why there's certain you know people in this world who will find that success because they're willing to you know make those sacrifices and take that extra step to to make it happen right because I've seen so many people who get to the point where like okay cool like I really want this they're set up for it but when it comes time to put in the work they kind of realize like oh this isn't really what I wanted and then that's where those you know people start to fall off you see like the the whatever the zines the shows the bands whatever just start to become inconsistent and then they just slowly fade off but then you find out that the people who are you know way more consistent and want it more those are the ones that tend to stick around and kind of rise to the top yeah absolutely yeah i mean all of that hard work or are the all the time that you put into something eventually most of the time would result in something i i understand there's sometimes where like things just don't play out and you have like the worst luck um but you know just keep pushing through uh to anyone listening like whatever creative venture that you're on uh, i mean if it doesn't you know, make sense to you right now. And if you really want to do it in the future, I definitely recommend just to keep going. Yeah, for sure. I, I started this, uh, and I, 
used to try to find every excuse to not do an episode just because i was like oh. yeah because uh, I, I felt like back in the day i was just kind of like just not sure where i where i really like wanted it to go and, and even to this day i just kind of just don't really have like real direction i just kind of reach out to people that i just want to talk to but i don't have like all right this is where i want the podcast to be next month it's just kind of like no nah, i'm just gonna reach out to people who i want to talk to and hopefully they you know feel the same but, but yeah like early on i was just like so unsure and and even like my peers because it, it was so uh so foreign to to everybody because nobody in our circle was doing anything like this and it wasn't even like that common like back in 2017 and like it was hard yeah, right. it, it was hard to get yeah. people to to want to support what i was doing and, and even my friends would like listen and like they they like what they would make fun of me but i could tell that they weren't really sure where i was going with this either but then just over time it just slowly became um me telling random stories about my day and then just having people on and it just kind of turning into this like interesting thing where people actually like subscribe and listen to consistently and when i realized that people actually enjoy these conversations that I've been having. It's like, all right, cool. This is like a fun way to be able to give back to the scene, but also like a really fun thing for me to be able to talk to these people that I admire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's like in anything you do, there's always that like awkward phase in the beginning where like, it's not cool. <laughs> like what you're doing is usually not cool. Like it's not good. Uh, so I mean, looking back at the label today and seeing what I was doing at the time, I think I was like 19 or something. Um, like, I'm like, it's kind of like cringy, I guess. Like, uh, just like the way you're presenting uh, the label on online and, and to and in person. But uh, at the same time, while it might be cringy today, like there is that sort of like appreciation for it still, you know, like, like you're, you're still fond of the memories that, those early like stages and i think that's cool uh and like the way you're talking about like just telling random stories by yourself and your friends like <laughs> not really knowing what you're doing like yeah I, I can definitely relate like when i was starting the label like no one really understood what a record label was or like you know uh really got it in the beginning uh so yeah it's it's kind of funny <laughs> yeah and i uh let people know like hey those early episodes are still up i don't um, yeah <laughs> i don't encourage you to go listen to them but they're there so people can see that there's like a true progression from when i started uh doing the podcast to where it is now uh so it, and that's a, another way for me to show people as well that this shit takes time because like those episodes have the you know date stamped on it it's not something that i did overnight yeah. it's been something that i've been working at um you know day in day out and uh, it's been like really consistent. And I think that's what has kind of just like separated me from the rest is that I've been able to <laughs> been able to manage to have interesting conversations so consistently over the years. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, fortunate enough that people still care enough to want to come on the podcast and to still listen. So I always tell people that I'm very humbled and appreciate everybody who gives their time to come on and everybody who takes the time to listen throughout the day, like with whatever they're doing yeah of course yeah those uh all those early like instagram posts and stuff are still there <laughs> same thing i don't encourage you to really go back but it's there and i think the pro progression is important 
uh, or like the journey to where you are now is important for, you know, others to, to see and kind of appreciate. 100%. Okay. So the label started back in 2015 and which point was it where you started to actually like this is a thing right like you you put out the first band uh did you see success or was it like a couple bands later where it kind of hit you like okay this is something that people are interested and i want to you know actually take this really serious and keep it going yeah that's a good question um let me see trying to think of like those first releases uh the first first like 10 or so got not so well like uh as far as like attention goes um but you know those those first bands still had like their friends like buying stuff from a label they didn't know and that's really cool like it's cool to see bands friends supporting them um even though it's like at a different you know like a brand new record label website store that they've never shopped at before like also putting that trust into the shopping on a, on a new website. I understand that too. Um, but I would say the, it, that first release would probably be, uh, the, I was afraid, uh, lonely frontier seven inch. Um, that one kind of rings a bell in my head, uh, because that was the first seven inch vinyl that we did. And that was like a, a big step for me. Um, and at the time, I think this is probably, 2016 or 2017 and uh they were like touring pretty heavily and that definitely like helped uh you know with the release like being able to push um some records out and uh you know the band being able to have records on tour and selling them um i've got to like hang out with them at, at shows when they would come through texas and stuff and uh those are like really cool times uh i miss that band uh if you haven't listened to I Was Afraid, uh, definitely check them out. Um, if you like Hum, uh, they're, <laughs> they're uh, a, a great like band. Okay. And I'm, I'm just curious, for the support for the label early on, like how was that? Were you just seeing it like locally? Or was like the online presence, you know, kind of open your eyes to seeing that there is more support coming out, like outside of Texas? Yeah, so for the first uh, couple, uh, so the first release was Frontage, which is a San Antonio band, and most of the support was directly from San Antonio or like surrounding areas. Um, and then the next couple actually branched outside of Texas. So, uh, for example, New Lives was our second release. That was a band from St. Louis, Missouri. And then Youth Pool uh, was from Kansas City, Missouri. So we kind of branched out to Missouri <laughs> around that time. Uh, so we started getting, you know, orders from there, uh, new followers when we like when we would announce a band and stuff um so yeah and then it, it started for sure in texas but slowly as like we would find new bands it started branching off into wherever else you know and how'd you find that band in st louis i feel like st louis is a pretty interesting scene because yeah <laughs> there's not like a whole lot going out there but i know you just signed a a, a newer band from there uh, uh was that announced yeah. today um yeah, that was today. I was Squint. Yeah, shout out Squint. I I, I have a friend um, in Squint, uh, so shout out to to that man. Um, awesome music. Uh, if anybody hasn't had a chance to check out Squint, uh, go do yourself a favor and check out Squint and support St. Louis. Yeah, definitely. They. Uh, it's funny because that band that I mentioned, New Lives, uh, from St. Louis. There, two of the members are in Squint, so that's kind of the connection that we have right now. 
mm-hmm. where they were literally SDR 002 and now they're like SDR 074 or so. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's cool that you're able to maintain that relationship because here, you know, like like sometime later, new band and that connection is still there and they're able to make it onto the label. So that's that, that's that cool. And I think that, that says a lot for someone to. Uh, to continue to kind of join back the label on the label with their newer project because that means that the relationship was good they had to have had a decent time on their first outing in their other band it wasn't like a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i uh it's always cool like when uh you get to work with the people that you work with early on like in the future so uh a lot of the times uh you know there'll be just a new project or a new band someone's working on and they'll they'll let me know and um you know sometimes i'll pull it out or sometimes i'll just help them otherwise like say if i can't do it right now i'll just recommend like another label um or you know where i think it could fit well um but yeah definitely uh relationships are super important um i mean in general in life but uh from like a record label perspective like uh maintaining those relationships and treating artists right and treating people right like um i think it it goes a long way where it it results in basically people just wanting to help each other and i think that's where the label has always been uh it's kind of like the foundation of it yeah i had this weird thing when i first started the podcast where i didn't want to cheat by using connections to get to people that i didn't really know that well so i, I was always of the mind where I'm like okay I, I want these people to come on the podcast for for me not because i'm friends with their friend um but I don't know how, but I guess just like over time, I just kind of got over it and realized that I can't really avoid that, especially when like this community is so small, it's going to get to the point where we're all just going to be friends or, or enemies anyways. And um, <laughs> I just got over that. And it, uh, it obviously like uh, made things like really easy because when I got, because there, there are people that I really wanted to talk to that I didn't know. And sometimes I, I would reach out and get no response because I would get lost in like the sea of DMs or I didn't have a way to contact them because I didn't know who's in the band. Cause there's those, those bands that are like mysterious and they don't advertise who's in the yeah. band, which I totally get. Yeah. So when, when I started to have to start hitting up my friends, I'm like, you know, this is something that I can't avoid. And I don't even know why I was against it in the first place anyways. Uh, so it, it was like this weird thing that I had in the very beginning, but I, I definitely don't think like that anymore. If I want somebody on and I don't know them, I'll, I'll kind of have to, uh, you know, hit up my contacts and be like, Hey, who knows someone from this camp? Like l- l- put me in contact. Yeah. I need to figure this out. Yeah, for sure. And props to you for even like reaching out to, I mean, to me uh, for one, but also like just reaching out in general to people. I know that's kind of a, a hard thing to do if you don't even know, you know, the band mm-hmm. or know anyone in there. Like, I know that's kind of a, a vulnerable thing to do, you know, as just like a, a person, like going up to someone and saying hi, for example, like, I, for myself, I find that super difficult, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and kind of because I'm more of like a shy person. Oh, really? Um, okay. But yeah, like, yeah, props to you for for doing all that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I have no issue talking to people in person, especially if it's like a stranger. I'll go up and um, introduce myself, and I, I get that it can be weird. Even like these days, you kind of realize that um, it's like a, a lot of people are like socially awkward because they're so used to being on their phones and talking behind a screen so when you go up and try to have like a real face-to-face interaction it's just not like it just doesn't feel as common as it should yeah no i i definitely agree uh 
I I find myself more, I guess, more shy now. Uh, I, I've always been kind of like shy, but uh, early on, like when I was in high school, for example, going to those local shows, like I would just like go up to people and, you know, talk and uh, go up to bands and and, and be more uh, conversational. Uh, whereas now I find myself a little bit more reserved and it's something I'm trying to, to be a little bit better about uh, for sure. Yeah, I try to be just polite. Like, if, if there's somebody who yeah. I see in person that like I I don't know, or somebody who I've been wanting to like meet, I'll go and try to find like a a a, a, a like a nice normal way to go have an introduction. <laughs> but there's times where like you know I'm not perfect. I I've like uh, thought it was the right time, and I'm like interrupting their conversations and sounding like a fucking weirdo. Um, you know, but you got to go <laughs> and just uh, you know, uh, just put it yourself out there and uh, i feel like worst case you'll just have a funny story to tell if it doesn't go right you know yeah yeah for sure <laughs> okay uh, but going back to that question um, for for the the st louis bands uh how did you uh you know build that relationship did you just happen to come across their music online and enjoyed it and then you reached out or were you tipped off or like how did all that start yeah uh another good question i uh so initially started off with just friends um and then i realized that um at the time like i wasn't like super into like everything else that was coming out of my local scene so i kind of had to start branching out um like the, a lot of my friends bands had um kind of started to slow down uh, at that point and then i felt disconnected because i was away um you know at college away from my hometown so i wasn't you know going to, to local shows that, as much anymore uh, so, yeah, a lot of it was uh, me uh, kind of branching out and finding new bands online. Um, one of the uh, so one of the, the the things I used to do a lot in high school, um, this is like early 2010s, is go like Bandcamp, Tumblr, and uh, Sophie's Floorboard <laughs> were like my three main go-to websites where i was like constantly just finding so much new music uh and then once i you know finished uh high school and went to college uh the early stages i like i stopped doing that and then i found myself doing that again because i was like well now i need to like find new bands you know if i want to keep the label growing uh so uh i started like just digging through Bandcamp and uh new lives i found them just kind of going through I think I was probably going to like the post hardcore, you know, tag or whatever tags it may have been. And I came across them and really liked their EP. And I reached out to them uh, just through email and they said, yeah. And, you know, kept it going from there. And that's kind of how a lot of the, uh, the early stages of the label was, uh, you know, friends or just like reaching out directly if I came across the, their band camp. Okay, for sure. Yeah, you got to kind of uh, put in that groundwork to you know get out there and try to get people to join the roster. And I'm sure over time, uh, with the success of the label, people became um, you know uh, aware of what was going on. And I'm sure there was a point where you know bands started uh, approaching you. Did, is it normal for you to get like like weird like uh, I say weird, but like those like you know press packages where they're like you know trying to sell the band, which is fair. Like you got to do what you got to do yeah yeah i uh definitely get a lot of submissions now um not like hundreds every day or anything like that but like you know um uh, probably like a few a month um 
uh, and I'm appreciative of it. I mean, that's it's cool that you know bands want to work uh, with the label. Um, that's something like I wish that I had. You know, uh, in those early stages, I was like, I wish like bands would like just come up to me and I could say, yeah, let's do it. Um, um, but now, you know, I have to be a lot more selective about the work that I'm taking on. Um, just mainly because uh, I work a nine to five, like most people and, uh, and the label is definitely a passion project. So I kind of have to work after hours and I have to be aware of the time commitment that I'm putting into everything. Oh, okay. And you briefly mentioned Tumblr, which I just <laughs> talked about uh, on an episode of a podcast. Uh, and and it made me uh, curious because I hadn't logged into my Tumblr in like a, a long time. And I spent like probably like an hour the other day just <laughs> scrolling through all, all my posts. Yeah. And, and it was so weird because the scene was so into Tumblr, right? There was like bands yeah. that I still see to this day, like bands that I've still, that I've gone and seen live like recently that used to post stuff on Tumblr. Like they would post their tour dates, like their new music yeah. videos and stuff. And fast forward to now, like, I don't know anybody like personally that still uses that for anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely don't use it uh, anymore. Like I, I probably stopped using it like in high school, but, um, well, actually when it, when the like record label started, I didn't know how to start a website. So I put it on Tumblr actually. Mm -hmm. Like uh, those were, well, I used that as like a, the first news post, uh, cause that's like all I knew. And, um, but yeah, I mean, th there is like a lot of publications that would just use Tumblr, like property of Zach. I remember, mm -hmm. um, that's where I would, I would follow them for like all the tour dates, like you're saying um there i mean at the time like title fight and daylight and balance and tiger's jaw and stuff like the those were like the bands that were really popular at the time and you would see like photos of them uh just like live shows and people were just posting like band camp links and stuff so um that was kind of fun to experience at the time it's kind of dead now but yeah <laughs> yeah like i used to post <laughs> like the like looking back now because i was like way younger so i didn't it's not that I, I had I didn't have a filter or whatever, but I just would just I, I was so emotional <laughs> like when I was younger, which is <laughs> yeah. so weird. I, I used to care. Everyone was on that website. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I used to care so much about like falling in love and yeah. I'm just like, who the fuck was? Because like, and it was weird too. Because like, I was still yeah. into the same shit that I'm into now, but somehow, um, I had time to write about my feelings. Which I was like, I don't know why I was so open about it, uh, but I feel like I'm, I'm going in the reverse, right? Because uh, social media, people are so forward with uh, their personal life, and uh, and, and I get it because back then when uh, Twitter first started, you know, uh, that was the thing was to post, you know, what you're doing at that exact moment. It wasn't like this, yeah. uh, you know, crazy <laughs> thing that it is today. But I feel like since yeah. since I was there in the early days i kind of got that out of my system and now i'm like kind of reverting back to okay i actually like having a little bit of privacy i don't like yeah these yeah. like you know i don't like the whole world knowing everything about me so yeah 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 so it, 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 it's it's really interesting to look back at like these older posts and just kind of like <laughs> laugh like holy shit because like there I, I would not post anything like that to like today and then like it's not like it said anything like crazy but it was just like yeah writing about 
the girl that I liked or was having trouble with, like, and putting their name out there and just like, you know, just uh, letting my whole like friends list be in my relationship. It's, it's so crazy. It's, I, I was uh, just pretty interesting back then. Like when I look back at those, those um, posts. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's maybe just like a part of growing up or like, uh, I mean, like you, I, I, I relate to what you're saying for sure. Like, uh, definitely got like a little bit reversed and like just stopped posting as much for example um but i like i mentioned i think it's just growing up like you don't have that much time to like you know spend uh usually like online and just like Mm -hmm. posting a bunch of stuff if you're like working or you know can't be on your phone at work for example um um but yeah i i think it's uh i i've made the conscious decision too like not to post like super often either um because i like I, I like like you mentioned, I kinda like like that privacy and just like being with people in real life. I it's 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 a lot cooler, I think. <laughs> like uh just like being able to talk to your friends in person, like that that's cool. <laughs> and it's something that we got taken away from us for, you know, a year where you couldn't really see any any of your friends often. It was uh those were definitely some strange times because uh like I, I get like how it was in in those times, and for the friends that didn't want to come around, I I, I totally understood, right? Like I, I never was upset or you know uh, hated anybody for uh, them not wanting to go outside, but just by chance, like me and my buddy Nate, my buddy Johnny, my buddy Garrett, and this other guy, we just hung out still but it was just us right like we yeah, yeah. we just kind of had this weird bubble and uh, w- one of our friends johnny to this day <laughs> has not gotten covid he's a, a, a <laughs> madman he he never stopped partying um and ho- i hope he doesn't get mad that i'm saying this on air but he was <laughs> going to like these mansion parties rooftop parties like doing crazy shit but never got sick wow. and um I know I got COVID and the other three guys did. I, I think I might've been the only one out of the whole group to, <laughs> to get it. And, uh, but we just kind of stuck in this bubble. So it was just us for so yeah. long. And I always wondered like, you know, like where is everybody else? I hope everybody else is okay. And it was times where I even forgot about some people. Right. Cause I'm not like super close with everybody. But when things started opening back up and shows started happening, and I remember by rolling up to some of those early shows and seeing people that I hadn't seen in so long, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot you existed. And this is really strange. And yeah, I I just got to see like so many people that, you know, I I care about, but it's just like you can't be best friends with everybody, you know? So I I was just happy to see certain people after all of it because it just was just like this weird relief i'm like dude you you like made it through like i'm I'm like you're here you're you're <laughs> yeah. you're healthy like like it, it's good to see you so it, it definitely was an, an interesting time and I, I i definitely like it definitely changed my perspective on on just getting out and trying to enjoy life yeah. more because like once yeah um once things were like way more open than they used to be i've been traveling like way more than i ever have in my entire life to go to shows to see friends so and, and it's been good too because i've been able to grow these relationships with people from other states and just by seeing them 
uh, you know, just a little more frequent than I used to, which is uh, very interesting. And obviously, like, I get it. Like, they're probably stoked that I flew across the country to hang out because that takes a lot. Right. Um, but yeah. but but it is cool to just to have been able to see so many people that I care about that I don't normally get to see on a daily basis yeah. more frequently than I have in my entire life just because I've kind of been like, all right, like, let's just get out there. Let's not really question too much. Let's be responsible about it, but let's get out there and just do more instead of trying to find an, an excuse not to go. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a, a good way to to look at look at it now. And I think I've had a similar experience where uh, before I would just like find excuses to like not go out like you're saying, like, I just want to be home. Like I just worked. I just want to relax and just be a homebody. Um, and that is like out the window now. <laughs> like I just now I just like want to get out and like, uh, you know, go on walks, go outside um do stuff with my partner and just like you know go to coffee shops and just like little things like that um and also like been going to a lot of shows now too like pushing myself to like just go uh whereas before i would make excuses like oh i have work in the morning for example Mm -hmm. um but sometimes just you know push through and just like you end up usually having a good time uh, hopefully (laughs) having a good time with you know seeing seeing bands that you like yeah, I, I used to be like against going out, especially on like a weeknight when I have work the next morning. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, like, let's just make a little sacrifice because, uh, you know, seeing my friends in town, uh, you know, who are from like other states is going to be worth it just for, you know, that short amount of time, because who knows yeah. when I'll get to see them again. And, and you can't really uh, you know, take those moments for granted. So I've like my new thing is like, even if I have work the next day, I'll just try to say as long as I can. Uh, yeah, and and then go home. Maybe I'll have to cut out early, but at least I paid. At least I got to see my friends and uh, you know yeah, see yeah. some see some other local friends, and then just go home instead of just kind of throwing it all away and then having them wonder like oh like why didn't you come out like where were you because those are the worst times yeah. right when the venue's like <laughs> literally ten minutes down the road from where I live and I got my friends from the other side of the country texting me like where were you? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah that's tough like uh yeah i i uh been trying to like go definitely more and uh yeah like like you said like being able to see like the locals or just seeing like the bands and making that time uh i'm sure like it's good i think it's good to just like connect with people but also like obviously you're supporting like artists that are traveling that's like not a hard thing to do i mean that is a hard thing to do sorry <laughs> um it, you know and uh being able to make that little sacrifice like usually like when i'm coming back home from it i'm like oh like it's fine like i'm gonna wake up in the morning like what like what else would i have been doing at home besides watching tv like <laughs> do i really need like the three hours of tv that i that i, that I spend you know 100 percent, yeah and i just find I, I i regret it when i'm waking up and pounding a red bull I'm like damn i didn't, <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep was it yeah. really like was it really worth it because in the moment it felt so fun but i feel yeah. like shit right now yeah <laughs> no I, I i get it um but how is the texas scene right because i've been um a, a fan of texas for a, a really long time like even going like back in the day there was bands like uh, x tripwire x from corpus christi 
Not sure if you're f- uh, familiar with them. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, I have a shirt back here that I wear from time to time. And uh, it, there's this band called Flawless Victory. I'm not sure where they're from exactly. And then other bands like uh, Sudden Death, uh, Will to Live. And then even getting into like like the newer generation, there's uh, bands like uh, Ivy League, which I think is like one of the best bands that. Yeah. I wish they would do more, but I get it. But I yeah. I will always like, you know, listen to that band and just think like, wow, this is such a gem. And like, luckily, I was able to see them a couple times. So like, yeah, would have been more sad if I never got to see them. But I just like whenever I talk about Texas and music, like that's like one band that I always have to bring up. Um, but then there's like, you know, th- there was like a time when there was like a bunch of bands from like Austin going on. And I don't even know what happened to everyone out there. But then there's like. Obviously, like more like like newer stuff too, like um that uh was it uh Ballista, like they're they're out there doing stuff, which is yeah pretty cool. I I know they have like a crazy fan base, but I'm just curious for, from like your perspective. And I, I know Texas is a big state, so there's definitely like yeah. a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> but uh yeah. for you, like like how how do you view it, and um is it uh viable for you to to travel to each you know different part of Texas to get to shows, or do you just kind of favor like your immediate area since it's such a big state? Yeah, yeah, uh, good points, and I appreciate you realizing the travel time <laughs> in Texas to get to a show. Um, I, I mean, I feel like you can relate because you're in California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, driving those few hours definitely takes a toll because um, it's not only two, but it's a back, <laughs> and it can equal like six hours of your day. Um, um, but yes, uh, some of the early bands that you mentioned, I think that was like a little bit before uh, when I was going to shows. Uh, I'm aware of like Will to Live. Uh, cause I'm in Houston now and, uh, my friends talk about them. Uh, they have a new band that I, uh, saw actually. Um, I didn't know they're in Wood to live. Um, but my friends like, let me know. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. I want to say Liberty and justice, but I think that's their other band. Um, but yeah, there, there is like, uh, there's some like cool bands coming up right now that I'm excited about. Um, so, uh, in Houston specifically, uh, there's this band called strange joy uh, that I recommend people checking out. Uh, they, uh, there are friends that I just like met through shows and, uh, they're cool. If you like, like, mm, I'm trying to think of how to describe them. Uh, early on, they sounded like more like drug church, but they've kind of like formed their own sound. Now I would say they're a little bit more, uh, a little bit harder, uh, in sound now. Um, in San Antonio, uh, future shock is really cool. Oh, future uh, shock. I'm not sure I, if you heard them. I have. I have a buddy. Okay, yeah. Um I I don't want to say who it is because I don't know if you'd want me to say this yeah. publicly, but I, I have a buddy who's in a pretty popular band. Uh he reached out to me. He was like, Yo, I just saw this band, Future Shock. I want to sign them to our label. And I'm like, Oh, okay, let me check him out. And I checked them out because of um, my buddy telling me about that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he ever signed them or wants to sign them, but they're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're sick. Shout out Future Shock. They're like, uh, I think they're a little, like a little bit younger kids too in San Antonio. Um, I haven't gotten the chance to see them yet, just because I think they've mainly been playing San Antonio and just haven't mm-hmm. um gone to a, a show there. But I am going to be moving back to San Antonio soon, so I'm excited to see that band for sure. Um, and uh, so Corruption is a new record label um from San Antonio too, uh, and I love that they're doing what they're doing uh strange joy and future shock are like two of the oh i don't think future shock but strange joy is a band on corruption that they're going to be uh, releasing 
Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and they started as Inside Knowledge uh, Fanzine, I believe was the name of it. And um, they're just kids who like hardcore and, and put out, uh, you know, zines and and then then started the record label. So I think that's really cool uh, because I don't see that very often from San Antonio, especially. Um, and then like Belisa, like you mentioned, I did see them as well um, at that same show with the Will to Live uh, uh, second band. Uh, they opened up, the, both of them opened up for Madball. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of like other bands off the top of my head. Um, I'm blanking right now, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, whenever I go, whenever I go to shows and I see like the, the openers, like they're, uh, I like what I hear and, uh, and it gets me excited for, you know, for local bands in Texas again, cause I feel like, uh, it kind of like was a little bit quiet. Mm-hmm. um like these past recent years but it was like really popping like <laughs> and like you mentioned like during like ivy league um and post ivy league too there was like a like a renaissance of texas hardcore um that unfortunately i missed out on because i was at college and could not get to a lot of those shows um but like looking back and listening to like those records now there's like a lot of great stuff um like you mentioned like the austin scene too i think that's where a lot of it was happening Mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i think it's i think it's coming coming up and I, i'm looking forward to to hearing like young new bands again and um there's a lot of cool stuff happening for sure shout out ivy league too i i wanted to mention that uh i had their uh so lucky house uh this uh josh the singer uh started a a, a screen printing shop uh with his partner jill uh, they're up in uh, like the Boston area now, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the Sunday Drive merch goes to them. Um, oh wow! Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that's so uh, sick. I, I love that connection. Yeah, so Ivy League played uh, our first uh, showcase. It was this was in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, in San Antonio, and uh, they weren't on the label or anything. But I just hit them up because uh, Phil record Philip uh, Odom. Uh, he's like an engineer. Uh, he recorded uh, Frontage, which is the first Sunday Drive release. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like I was in the studio with them and uh, kind of was just like friendly with them. He ended up joining Ivy League at that time, so I had like uh, you know just like a, a connection I could reach out to 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 see if they would play. They said yeah, and it was sick. They <laughs> played like close to one a.m. because the show like was just running late, like <laughs> usual um but it was like a really cool time and then they also played our next showcase in 2017 uh in austin so i i got to experience some of like the i guess the most recent shows and uh yeah they're still really great their new newest lp came out like in 2018 or 2019 mm-hmm. i feel like it's slept on uh definitely check it out if you haven't listened to that 100 percent, and i've been trying to get them to come on the podcast for a really long time <laughs> uh yeah especially when uh they moved out there and started that business i I thought it was such a cool thing uh for them to be able to do that uh and get a cool spot when they first moved out there and have success and get a lot of support and i just uh am so curious i I want to talk ivy league (laughs) Uh, so i I, i've been asking for years and uh it's like i I haven't gotten a no so i feel like the the door is still open so maybe they'll hear this and oh maybe we should finally do that weird podcast that's been bugging us for years (laughs) um 
So, uh, yeah, because I, 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 yeah, like I said, I'm a huge, huge Ivy League fan. And for, for people listening who are probably like screaming and pounding at, at their keyboards, uh, I, I can't talk about, you know, Texas and not mention like, you know, uh, bands like uh, Power Trip, Bitter End, uh, Judiciary. I, I have friends in this newer band. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Have friends in this newer band. Um, I'm not sure what they're up to these days. I know they had some uh, like member switches. Uh, this band called Tiger Splitter. So I hope they're. Um, out there doing well uh but yeah texas is just like such a big state and i'm so happy that there's always uh like cool shit going on everywhere because it, it just kind of reminds me of like a big state like california or, or even something like yeah. florida there's just uh cool shit going on everywhere it's not really just concentrated in like one spot yeah for sure uh yeah and yeah I, I didn't mention the bands that you mentioned too because i feel like they're just a given now like they're so important true, <laughs> true. to this thing like i feel like people just know but yeah it's definitely props to, <laughs> to those bands for yeah sure. i know but i'm trying to get a message why, why didn't you bring up bitter end did you forget <laughs> about bitter ends like no I, I i have a bitter end climate of fear <laughs> gradient tea back here that i will not wear because i don't know where i could get another one right now so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like preserve that because i like that shit so much yeah i think i saw that they're like opening up some shows too uh yeah they're playing the record release for my friend's band in atlanta shout out strangle you and I, i'm oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm puzzled because i don't even know how uh, my friend came in shout out came in i don't even know what the connection is to <laughs> him and this awesome band from texas that doesn't really do much but I, i'm stoked for them like it, it's cool for them to yeah. be able to get bitter and to come out and play a show because that just seems really rare these days yeah yeah, that, that that sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I think I I listened to the episode that you mentioned those uh, those shows on uh, that are coming up. So yeah, shout out to that that scene right now. Uh, it seems really cool. Okay, and you are working with this band from Florida, which I was like very uh, surprised about, just because I had just found out about them, just because I'm friends with. Uh, Josh, who uh, plays in the band, uh, the arrival note. And I, I remember speaking with him and he was telling me about, yeah, uh, new music and it's coming out on uh, Sunday drive. I'm like, how, like, how are you already like, you know, uh, working with this band when they hadn't even like really put anything out? They're not really, you know, even popping yet. So I'm just curious, like, like, how did you come to you know, meet Josh and the guys from the arrival note and, you know, start that relationship? Yeah. Uh, so Paul from Fake Eyes uh, actually uh, sent me the demo uh, before like they had announced anything or they even announced that they were a band. So I didn't know who they were. Um, Paul just had told me that they played like in uh, or Josh played like in Point of Contact uh, mm -hmm. and some other uh, other bands. So uh, I was like, OK, I mean, if they played like in those bands, I'm sure like this must be really good. And if Paul's sending it because we both like relate on like emo music uh specifically mm -hmm. and um i'm a fan of like paul's music and like the zine that he did uh so i was like if he's sending this like i know it's gonna be good so i put it on and it's, this is kind of a fun story i was on the way back home from the theater so I, I just saw a movie with my partner and it was like a friday night and this is like probably like 9 p.m in you know, texas friday night <laughs> and i got this dropbox link in, on instagram and I plugged in my phone and I listened to it. And I was like, I turned to my partner, Jackie. I was like, this is good. <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I responded to Paul, got into contact with Josh. And um, 
we chatted on like on FaceTime, uh, just talking about the EP and stuff. And yeah, they're amazing emo band. Um, feel like that style of emo uh, hasn't been popular for a while, and it's kind of nice to see it coming back now. Hundred percent. It's it, it's cool to um, kind of live through like the heyday of emo, right? Because w- when I was younger, I, I was uh, listening to. Um, obviously like uh, uh hardcore but at the same time i was listening to like a lot of uh you know drive through records victory records and even like uh, yeah like fueled by ramen i, I think that label yeah. was so sick they had so many good bands on that label um yeah and to to have it go away because i don't know I, I i i grew up and just like the whole new wave of that kind of music just i was like i don't even know how i enjoyed it in the first place it just like kind of turned me like really sour on it so i just uh would just go back to my favorites like to this day i still listen to the starting line taking back sunday uh you know pretty frequently um yeah and i i would still like kind of like you know look around like you know every once in a while to try to find like a good band from like that genre um but it just like not a lot of it was like clicking with me and i was like okay maybe this Maybe I just grew out of it, but then as yeah. I, I'm getting older, and uh, you know, just by chance, these like hardcore kids—I uh, say kids, but you know, they're older—but these hardcore people are starting bands like the Arrival Note, and then even like some like you know shoegazy stuff, like you know, like my friends in Soul Blind, or even like yeah. Koyo, right? Koyo is like taking the world by storm. Like that sound is like the sound they're doing is perfect. Uh, so just that kind of sounds like wow, like it still interests me it's just i guess this whole time it, the bands that have been coming i just haven't really been my thing but with this whole new wave and just by chance all hardcore kids like you know taking like a real interest in that style and wanting to play that style just because they loved it just as much as i did growing up it, it, it's really cool to see and, and be a part of like this new wave and getting to like kind of like experience what i did when i was younger again with these newer bands playing that type of music yeah, absolutely. I am with you on that too. I I early on was listening to like a lot of like drive through bands. Uh Starting Line was like huge for me uh as well. Take Mike Sunday, all of that. And then it kind of just faded away. And then these like uh newer bands started. Um and, but I think it leaned a little bit more into like the pop punk aspect. It's like the Wonder Years was like huge at the time and like mm-hmm. um like and then like knuckle puck and starts to bar you know all, all of those bands kind of came into fruition uh but it was it was different uh than like that earlier sound uh that we we're discussing and um with these newer bands i think the the biggest aspect of it is because they come from hardcore and they have just like a little bit different like i guess mindset or like song structure where like it gets like you like you and i for example like back into that sound um and like i ran a movie life shirt right now like they uh like when you mentioned coil like that was like the first like point of reference that i came in my head i was like oh wow they're like there's this like new long island band like you know with the sound like in 2020 2022 like that's pretty amazing like and it got me excited about uh, all that music again and um yeah, so Koyo, like Private Mind, just put out a single mm-hmm. uh, recently. I've been to Great too. Um, uh, Sparing, who's on the label too, they kind of have like a similar sound. Um, but yeah, there's like a, a new wave, I feel. And they're all like hardcore related people uh, making the music. And it has this slightly aggressive leaning 
But um, when you look back at, at the history of this music, it, it's kind of funny how they connect because like the movie life, for example, hardcore, you know, people uh, mm-hmm. came from from the scene. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, same thing. Like they all had that connection. And I feel like that's what made the music just like connect with people like, you know, you and I. Uh, and just to have that connection back uh, or at least like it, maybe it's been there in like other bands, but I, it just hasn't like uh, been highlighted uh, until recently. And it, it, I really like where it's going now. hundred percent. Yeah. I am so happy to see the success uh, for Koyo and, and uh, listening to their music early on. I was like, okay, this band, I think they have it. And sure enough, just, you know, pandemic, you know, kind of eased up and they were able to hit the road and they just kind of had not like overnight success, but I feel like they've just blown up a lot faster than a, a lot of bands these days, but, but it's well-deserved because I feel like everyone in that band is super talented and they know what they're doing. And I feel like they're doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, and you can tell that they've been working hard at it for a moment. Like even before the seven inch on triple B, like they had already had, like, I think an EP and like an acoustic EP, like mm. that they put on LDB. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've been they've been going at it for a while, and their hard work is definitely paying off. Hundred um, percent. I'm waiting for someone to start a new band that sounds like Mayday Parade because <laughs> I love that band so much. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I'm like fortunate to have been able to see them a, a, a couple times. And it's it's harder for me to go out and and see a band like Mayday because I like love that band so much. But then they go out on the road with bands that I, I don't care for or they play yeah, yeah. these like bigger festivals that I would not want to attend at all. I'd rather yeah. go do something else with my time. Uh, so it's just like, I, I cherish the times that I have gotten to see them. And I'm hoping like, you know, somewhere down the line that like I can, you know, find time to see them again, where things make sense, where they play with bands that I actually yes, yeah. enjoy. And they're not at these like, uh, you know, festivals that I'm just not into. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, it, there's a time and place and when that time happens and I come to see them, uh, not specifically Mayday Parade, but just like, you know, just like the older bands that we're fond of, uh, in our like teenage years, for example, like you can, yes, you can see a lot of them now, but like you mentioned, there are like on bigger tours and stuff and it just doesn't connect the same. Um, but yeah, I think I, so I actually saw uh Mayday Parade, uh, on that chain fest, uh, I think it was like last year, mm-hmm. um, but I saw like them and like Jimmy Eat World and like uh, Circa. It was like a bunch of bands, but uh, I was really excited for that show because I love those bands. But um, like the show experience itself, it was just like different, and I didn't like love it because it was like a huge stage. It was like the the people there. Um, I just wasn't connecting with as much as like if you're go see them like you know like at a club show for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed kind of like a nostalgia event versus just like a regular show that's happening. Um, but I feel like if the environment was different, like for example, uh, Jimmy Road ended up playing Chain Reaction like that week, which mm-hmm. is insane. <laughs> like for a band that size to play that venue. Uh, and I wish I got a ticket and would have experienced that, um, but it sold out like instantly. And um, yeah, I feel like it has to be like an environment like that for like us to appreciate it. 
um, now because at those big festivals, I think it's just not the same. Yeah, it, it's strange. I I think back to I, I can't remember what festival it was. I, I keep drawing a blank, but it was some festival that I was working at, and I was like, okay, I was like I, I was like doing something with merch. I can't remember who it was for. I'm trying to think. I was either selling merch for uh who was i selling merch for i want to say it was um why can't i think of the band's name not not the postal <laughs> service who, who what was the other band why am i drawing a blank death cab yeah okay I, I was doing merch for for death cab i'm pretty sure this is the right oh, fast wow. um yeah I, I, I was doing merch for death cab and uh, Citizen was playing this fest, and but like Death Cab was on main stage. Citizen was playing in this air, this airplane hangar, if I remember uh, correctly. And I was like, all right, I was like, I'm gonna go see Citizen, but I was like, I- I'm not gonna, you know, go and stand with the, the you know general public because it was like this giant airplane hangar, and I'm like, there's no way <laughs> that I want to be in a sea of people, you know, getting sweated on. So I was yeah. like, screw this. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out back and I remember um, my buddy Andy was there and he hates when I tell the story but Andy was there and I had to uh, escort him backstage with me and we were uh, on stage watching Citizen and I just remember looking out into this like sea of people and I, I have pictures so I'll, I'll send you pictures once we get off air but I remember just like looking out into the sea of people and I was just like I would not enjoy this if I was out there <laughs> getting yeah. smashed and just there's just too many people. I was like, this is so free. Yeah. This is this is insane. Uh, but obviously, they're a huge band, and I was like lucky enough to have been able to see it from a cool like you know vantage point. But yeah, I just feel like I, I've seen Citizen when they first came to California, um, yeah, at, like a really small venue. So I I, I kind of seen them at, like in a bunch of different stages. And I just definitely obviously prefer the like way more like intimate stuff versus going to like this giant yeah. airplane hangar where it's just like, yeah, way too many people. And it's not my, not my favorite setting. Yeah. But um, as far as the, the label these days, um, I, I know I, I've been seeing, uh, you know, just a bunch of different bands. Like we mentioned Squint earlier, been seeing, uh, you know, stuff about Glare uh uh, how is it these days uh, for you to discover and sign new bands? Do you feel like you have um, like a certain process that, that you like to run these bands through? Or is it just kind of if it feels right uh, for you to sign these bands? Yeah, uh, for like newer artists coming on, um, like I mentioned earlier, like I just kind of had to think uh, more thought involved into taking on a new artist at this point, just because of the time uh, commitment. Um, but yeah, it's always, I've always had this, I guess, fundamental idea of like, if I'm not going to listen to this in the car or like, you know, when I'm out and about, like I shouldn't put it out. Cause that means I probably don't really love it. So I'm trying to only put out stuff that I love since the beginning, um, that I really like want to be passionate about and not waste advanced time and, you know, really connect with them. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of those are like the main points that I've always operated Sunday drive with. And, um, I would say now like discovering new artists, it, it's a lot easier because there are so many bands on the label at this point where friends of friends can like send over stuff directly to me. And, um, usually if it's sent that way, I usually like it. So, uh, it ends up working out. Um, or you know we do get some submissions too i try to listen to most of them um a lot of them 
I, I, I just have to pass on, but there are some, you know, that come through. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is cool. And, uh, and that'll, that'll happen. Um, but yeah, uh, with all the, like the recent bands, it, it, I feel like most of the time it's just coming from like a friend or a friend of a friend. Okay. Hell yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, cause instead of, I feel like instead of like spending all your time having to, you know, go out and look for bands. Now you're just kind of having to sift through whatever's like coming your way. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate people who will reach out and be like, Hey, I want to come on the podcast or, Hey, here's my band. Can you please listen to it? Um, and, uh, and I have to find like creative ways to say no sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, get, but I, I, I do get surprised because I, I, I've, I've said it on here before. Like I, uh, can't catch everything. So sometimes things will kind of, you know, uh, get past me and I just, uh, will be late to the party, but there's this band in, I don't, I don't want to say who it is, but they're coming on the podcast soon. Um, they reached out through email and I was just like, this band's probably going to suck. But I, I, you know, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I'll you take some time to actually <laughs> yeah. give them a fair chance because, um, you know, I feel like that's the least I can do. Right. Because um, that's all I ever yeah. wanted um, was an opportunity when I was coming up. So that's yeah. like the least I can do for for anyone who, uh, you know, is wanting something out of me. Um, so, and you know, I'm not better than anybody. I'm, I'm just like everybody else. So I, I went to this band's, uh, band camp. I'm like, yeah, this band's going to suck. Uh, and I was playing, uh, I was playing apex w w with my buddy, Nate. So I was like, I was like, Nate, I'm, I'm gonna go on mute and listen to this shitty band real quick. Uh, be right back. <laughs> and then I remember I listened to their new stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is actually pretty good. And I listened to the older stuff. I'm like, okay. I was like, I think this band has, has something going. I was like, let me actually get back to this guy and not uh, blow him off. Uh, so in yeah. the end, me uh, thinking it was going to suck, I was surprised. So I always uh, I find the time to, 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 to get back to people because uh, when, when people message me, uh, you know, trying to show love or have like an inquiry about something, I always do my best to, to respond. So I, I never want to be that person uh, where I get too busy or I think I'm too good to, to talk to anybody. So it's just like, if, if there are people out there listening who think that, um, you know, they w uh, want an opportunity or something, yeah, reach out, you know, I'll talk to you. I'll listen to your shit. I'll figure it out. Um, and you know, it might not be for me. It might not be what I'm into. Cause like when I have people on the podcast, I always tell people like, these are bands that I legitimately like and believe in. And I want to continue that trend going forward. Cause I don't want people to, tune in and be like oh he doesn't really like this band like he's just trying to sell us on some bs no like i want people to tune in and know that they can confidently listen and know that i actually like this or that i'm interested in that band or that person uh, and that it's not just some weird like chill thing yeah yeah no yeah it it, it is like a, a lot of like a band to, to reach out and i kind of put my myself in those shoes again like mm -hmm. in the beginning like the early stages like i know how hard it, it is to to make those connections that you want to make, but don't really know how, uh, or can yet because you don't have, you know, a lot of music out, for example. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, these days, like I, I, I just can't like get back to everyone as much as I would like to in the early stages. I was like, I'm going to reply to every single email. <laughs> um, but I think at this point, it's just like not realistic. Um, but I will say that I do try to make an effort to listen to everything that comes through mm -hmm. uh, the email, at least like you mentioned, just to give them 
you know, that bit of attention. Um, and if, and also a lot of the times you can like weed out the emails based on just like how they're, you know, introducing themselves. So you can kind of tell it's like a template that they're not really kind of, you know, speaking directly to you, but more so to like a bulk list of contacts. Yeah. Like, let me, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you know, what's funny is sometimes I fear um, that people think about that when I reach out because because <laughs> yeah. i st- i the honestly for, for anyone who's been asked um you know you've been asked I, I i don't have a script it's just i this is the most direct way for me to ask and it's <laughs> yeah. you know proven successful so i just well, I'm like, hey you know this is um how i ask people and i i, I don't copy and paste i literally type it out on my phone because like I, I do it all on my yeah, phone yeah. um but sometimes i feel like when i'm in the the time period where i'm booking the podcast because normally i'll try to book everything like around the same time and obviously like you know things will trickle in here and there but i try to do like the bulk of uh you know booking the guests all at the same time so it's like i'm sure people have you know chatted behind the scenes like hey is this like a script is this like a like a a a prompt but it's like no no this is me just this is just the way that i speak because it's proven successful (laughs) um yeah and then it's it's not you know it's not obviously it's not like word for word exactly the same but it's just like the same like generic question because it's not because it's just like hey do you want to come on the podcast yes or no it's not like you know like yeah so i think sometimes that people could probably mistake uh, me just like copy and pasting but like no like, <laughs> like if you ever gotten asked to come on the podcast it's, it's me sitting on my phone uh maybe my computer uh and actually typing it out there's no yeah there's no notes saved where i'm like all right let me go open my notes to send these out to people no it's all it's all typed up by me by these fat yeah. these fat thumbs right here <laughs> you got it yeah yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I guess like I, I just appreciate like when someone you can tell like someone's like being personable and like um kind of ask like putting more thought into like you know the writing to you. I think that that's I, from my perspective. I think that's like a really cool and like nice thing to do when you're reaching out to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I always appreciate those emails like that. When I'm talking about like the template ones, I'm talking about like it'll be like here's how many followers we have. Like, here's like an attached PDF. And like, like I don't <laughs> the, care about that. Like, I just want to hear like the music, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, I don't care about your followers. I just care. If, <laughs> care if the music is good or not. That's, that's what it kind of boils down to. Right. Like that's like the most important. Yeah, thing. for sure. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I've gotten some like press releases. I'm like, Oh, I don't even know how they, I, I sometimes people get my email. I'm like, how the hell did you get my email? <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, that's, I guess that's like, you know, some initiative. Uh, I don't know uh, where they got it from. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure it's not posted anywhere, uh, but, yeah. but I'll get these emails and I'm like, oh, they're actually giving me like a, a professional, like, uh, you know, um, email. I'm like, okay, cool. This is like, I, I guess I've gotten to this point where like I've had some like, you know, uh, you know, management reach out and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. really professional. I never thought <laughs> I'd be dealing with this, with my, uh, podcast, you know, granted we're, you know, it's pretty popular, but I, 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 it was just surprising. Right. Cause uh, this is yeah, something yeah. that I just started because I, uh, I got lazy with Twitch. I, I still stream on Twitch. So shout out Twitch. I, I stream like every now and then, but I had this like vision of like going uh, like full time. And I, I just got lazy because yeah. I, I went to, I'm not sure if you know how Twitch works, but like, you know, you can go, anybody could create a Twitch account, but then as you stream, you can, you know, you get to like the affiliate level where you can get like subscribers right. and stuff. But then like the next level is like partnership where you can make like, you know, um, like real money 
And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. We're going to get to partnership and we're just going to be able to uh, do that full time. And then I got to the affiliate, which I'm still an affiliate, which is kind of funny. Um, and then I just got lazy. I was like, oh, cool. I got to this goal that I never thought I would get to. Let me just kind of <laughs> sit on it. And then it just got to the point where like, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because back then I didn't have uh, like, like my system wasn't as good as it is now. Like it was like, I had like a decent build, yeah. but then I had all this equipment. So I'm like, Oh, whatever. So I just kind of sat around and I just had this equipment for like the longest time. And then I, I can't even remember what it was, but I just had this idea. Like, let me start a podcast. And that's how this like, Oh, okay. No, actually going back. I do remember, <laughs> uh, for anyone who has been, and, and this is like the old version of the website, right? Cause I just revamped the, the, the website. So like a lot of the older stuff is, um, not lost in time. I still have like all of it. Um, it, it's on a server somewhere. Yeah. But I was doing these interviews, uh, shout out to Taylor young. He was my first, um, ever like email interview, like the eyes of the <laughs> Lord. E I, I don't even know what came over me that day, but I remember I was at work listening to the eyes of the Lord EP that came out and my buddy Andy was there. I was like, Hey, I was like, I think I want to do this thing. Like this EP is really good. And I want to know more about it. So I just emailed him. Uh, he was like super into it and then did like a couple interviews. Uh, I think I maybe like five or six. And then yeah. I think, yeah, that's how the idea for the podcast started. I was like, I, I wanted more in-depth answers and I, but I didn't yeah. want to email them back. So I was like, Oh, but like what better way than just to talk to them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it took me 20 episodes to get a guest on <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure what I was trying to exactly do because I was like, I, said, I was telling those stories and then had 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 the first guest on and, and, and it became a thing. I was like, oh, people actually gave good feedback. So I was like, OK, maybe this is something that people would be interested in. And that's how it kind of formed. So my dusty Twitch equipment, like I, I didn't start <laughs> off with this mic. Obviously, this is uh, for people who know this is a, this is my second mic because my first mic I had a. Um, yeah, Audio Technica AT twenty twenty, and then I, I upgraded. When I decided to take it serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned some. Oh, you mentioned the blog. Uh, I was gonna say I I feel like I was googling a band and your like website came up on 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 that Google search mm -hmm. and I tried to click it and then I went to like a four hundred four like you mentioned like you updated the website mm -hmm. so I don't think it's there anymore. I'm trying to remember what band it was, but I, I don't. I don't know, um, but I think I was just like, whenever like we sign like a a new band, mm -hmm. uh, I have to do like a a like kind of like a press release for them, like not only to like send out to, you know, uh, contacts, but also to have like a just like a brief on our website, um, and so if they play like another bands, like I'll research the other bands, just like you know put everything in the context and try to build like the best draft that I can, mm -hmm. uh, like with the band and. But yeah, that, that, I think that's what I was doing. I was just, just doing research and one of the pens uh, that you wrote about came up. That's awesome. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's weird too. Cause like for me, I put it up and, but then I move on. Cause I got, I, I, I got yeah. shit, other shit going on and yeah. um, I, I, I put it out there and I hope people like enjoy it. And then I hope that they enjoy the next thing. Right. I don't think yeah. that people are going back. It, it, it's so weird. Cause you, you, I get so surprised at how people consume what I do. It's like, cause I, in my mind, I think people are like doing it the way that I am. Right. Like, yeah. Like, all right, here's, here's the new episode. Let's, you know, uh, put it on at work, put it on, on the drive. Okay, cool. That episode's done. When's the next one. But I got yeah. like, you know, people are finding out about it. Like, I, and you know, however they do. And I, 
have people just listening to like the most random episodes not like random <laughs> but in my mind it's random because i'm like that came out like two years ago but people are still blowing this episode up that's yeah. crazy and it, it, it's it's just very interesting to me because i never thought that um it would be like that just uh, but but i get yeah. it right because with the amount of people that i've had on and the type of like uh like variety that's there and obviously like, like i said like everybody that i have on i have a genuine interest in or enjoy the, the bands so it's cool to to see people you know listening to something that i put out years ago and hoping that okay cool if they like that there's you know we got two more years of that shit like you know ready to go yeah. uh, for them to to discover so uh, i i think it's yeah. um, just very interesting that uh, people just come across your stuff in the most uh you know random way yeah, absolutely. I, I think having that like a back catalog of, you know, things that you've done in the past is like important because, uh, you know, those entry points to discovering whatever you do uh, can lead to, you know, people ended up supporting like over and over, like on, on new releases from my, in my um, you know, perspective uh, for the label. Um, so that's try that's something I try to like uh, focus on, uh, for example, we still only have like a DIY, like artists, uh, band camp account. So, uh, all of the releases were like just on the Sunday drive page and there would be like duplicates on like their like own Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. So I ended up putting like the monthly like fee, uh, to have a label Bandcamp page. That way it kind of links everyone together. Okay, um, that's nice. And I thought that was like, I, I always like, wanted to do it but i couldn't afford it like it was it's like 50 bucks a month or something insane mm -hmm. um and so once the label got to the point where it can afford it i made sure to do that because cross discovery is super important i feel like with music and if you're on band camp and you're like this one ben there's now like a badge at the top that it says like back to sunday drive records and that will like lead you to like find more bands and so that's something i, tr I implemented to like help like not only one artist on you know the label but like all of the artists like we're all in this together and helping each other 100 no i i i like that you want to uh, kind of have like a home base for uh, yeah for everyone and uh you know th th there's gonna be those people who are like okay cool I'm, I'm into this band they're on this label like what else do they have to offer so it's it, it, it's cool to be able to just kind of have it consolidated because there's times yeah where i go i'm like wait do i go to the label or the the, <laughs> yeah. the actual band camp or then it's like wait why do i go to the, the band's page they only have the debut single i have to go to the label because they have the full album but then i always yeah. feel like when bands are on the labels like band camp page i, I feel like it, it gets a little lazy there's no lyrics uh, there's less information oh yeah yeah and i'm just yeah. like why i'm like i don't know i, I feel like for, for me uh, it, it just always seemed like when you're on the actual bands page, there's just a little more care for it. They like to yeah. provide like more information, which I get, but it's like, dude, I if agree. you're the, if you're the label, you should have somebody who, that's their thing. Okay, cool. Like somebody had to put it yeah. on the, the record labels band camp page anyway. What's it like to go add the lyrics to go add the band members or just the extra like production notes that, you know, people like me like to check yeah. out, you know? No, yeah, I totally agree, and uh, and that's one of the that's one of the points that like I ended up making that that uh, record label Bandcamp because when you listen to an album, you're listening to it on the band's page, so it feels more one. Of, I feel like it feels more personal because you're like listening directly on their page, and you feel mm -hmm. like you're supporting them directly, and you're having that 
experience, if you will, just like on their Bandcamp page versus like on the Sunday Drive one. Um, and I make sure I try to make sure that we get all those liner notes in, like lyrics. Like I like to read along, you know, lyrics as well, um, and put like production credits. I think credits are super important because you're able to highlight people who are doing a lot of the work that usually aren't highlighted. Um, like engineers, for example, you know, people who mix and master, people who do album art, like they're like play a huge part in the music. And a lot of the times I feel like they're maybe like in the shadows, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the band is like, you know, the, on the forefront. Um, but I think those individuals definitely deserve the, the recognition. 100%. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie when I find out that a record was like, uh, you know, recorded, or if my buddy, like, uh, you know, from like Philly, my buddy, like Wyatt, Oberhoser, if he had a hand in it, or someone like Charles Toshio, yeah. if he had a hand in it, or someone like, you know, um, Andy Nelson, just like just any of these like key people yeah. who worked on a lot of records that I love. If I know that they worked on this new record of a band that I don't even know about, I'm going to be a little more uh, invested in it wanting to know, uh, what it's about because obviously if someone as talented as those people wanted to work with them or even you know agree to work with them that there has to be you know some sort of like talent there so uh i I, I think that that stuff is important and even when it comes to artwork too because it's just like if i love this artwork from a band i want to know like you know who it came from and i might like their other stuff or maybe there's like some sort of interesting history there like i want to be able to ask about it and you know figure out uh, you know who it is and why they did it yeah and that again going back to the point like that's the importance of a catalog like if you like you know one engineer for example like you mentioned you're gonna go check out the other stuff if you like one podcast you're gonna go listen to you know the bands that are on the podcast uh for example the other bands on the record label the other bands that that designer had a hand in you know so yeah i think i think it's super important to just kind of support each other in this creative you know space that we're in uh because, you know, there's there's not like a lot of people doing it. Uh, and a lot of the individuals, it's hard to like make a name of yourself. Um, like you mentioned, uh, like Wyatt, he I think he 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 mixed the uh, All Under Heaven release that we did. And now every time like his name comes up, like uh, I make sure to listen to it because it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And shout out uh, New Jersey. Um, yes <laughs> all under heaven uh awesome band i actually ran into some of those guys in philly uh when i was at the from within record showcase i was like yo yeah. uh, uh obviously th- those are friends of mine and i'm like we gotta do a, a podcast to talk about all under heaven and they're like super into it so that's gonna be coming at some point yeah yeah shout out shackled 100 <laughs> uh dsa 100 um <laughs> one thing that i i always get concerned about uh when, when it comes to um labels uh like when i look at uh sunday drive like um and you might not even think about this but for me i see that you have this uh ear for for music right for for you to be able to have kind of gotten a lot of these good bands early on before like any of the the bigger labels i'm always curious like okay there has to be a point where you have to make this decision uh are you gonna be like this stepping stone to get to the bigger labels or are you trying to like solidify the label and kind of grow into be one of those contenders so i'm just curious for you um is that like a concern of yours or are you just kind of like in your own lane just uh, kind of just uh, going with the flow right now yeah that's a great question uh all of these years, I've just been going with the flow because I never expected the label to get to the size it's at now. I, I was just doing it passionately because I 
really wanted to do it. Um, but I'm at that point now of what you're talking about, where like there's this fork in the road and you don't really know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm figuring it out right now. I'm in the process of it. And um, because like the stepping stone thing, like you mentioned, like it it's a part of starting a label. I think you end up, you know, ultimately I want every one of our artists like to do the best that they can, you know? Um, and if that means going onto a huge, huge label, like, I think that's great. Um, but you end up like, you know, you're losing like a huge band on your label, for example. Um, and it's not to like think of it as like a monopolizing bands on like one label or anything. It's just like wanting to support them at a higher level than what you have been. Uh, so yeah, I, I am getting, uh, the help that I need to right now in order to make that happen. And, uh, I'm excited for like that future, um, opportunities to come. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's in the works right now. It, it's in, it's in progress where I can help bands more to the ability that I, I, w- I would like to. Okay. Cause I got some news that one of, uh, your bands uh you know is going to a bigger label obviously it's not my place to break the news but when i got that 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 information and i just wasn't happy i was just like man why did you go there uh of all places and i was just you know like not like upset but i I was just hoping that they would go in, in a different direction but obviously they have to do what they feel is right for themselves which i can totally respect but I just uh, kind of look at them and I'm like, dude, you, you guys have it where you didn't even need to go to where they're headed to, to have success. I feel like they could have just been successful staying on the label or even going somewhere else or even starting their own thing. But obviously they felt like they needed to, to, to go to a, a, another label, but it, it just kind of, kind of just like makes me wonder like, okay, if they were just to stick around and I feel like the label and the band could grow together and to create something new. Right. Cause you know, I, I feel like sometimes bands will all flock to, uh, you know, what's hype and cool. And they think that's, that's success when, you know, um, I, I guess in some ways it is, but I, I feel like, uh, the, the fact that other labels like Sunday drive, new morality zine, uh, LDB, uh, from within uh, Streets of Hate, just like, the fact that there's so many labels can exist at one time, I feel like is the best example that you don't have to go where everyone's headed to to you know to kind of have that quote unquote success. I just I wish people would, uh, I, I guess, just be more loyal if that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, and I feel like that those there's definitely like an emotional aspect uh and you know relationships in general and mm-hmm. uh and then once you get into like the the music space you kind of have to like or at least with myself like i try like to disconnect you know a little bit because i realize that it's not my band like it's not my music like i don't have no right over you know the decisions that you're making and stuff um so when uh situations like this happen you know i try to just like help the band as much as you know i can that was my goal in the beginning that's going to be my goal to the end um and if that happens where they move any band like moves on to another label like i wish them the best and and i want to help them you know even post leaving the label like it's still going to be friendly with them i want you know i want the best things for them um so yeah i mean 
and then um but that it makes you kind of like think though like what what can we do as a label to provide those opportunities that you know the bands are needing now because they got to that you know any bands getting to that point of like okay what do we do now mm-hmm. like i want to be there to support uh and help more and um i think i think i'm getting to that place now um and, and you know the whole thing's a learning process like i ne- i didn't know anything when i started uh but now i'm like uh i have to give a shout out to to, to death wish uh because they've been a huge help uh they've they're a distributor and um the relationships that i've made with them has been super helpful and i've learned a lot um from rich and and keith has been helping uh i just like met trey which is like kind of crazy for me because you know the the co-founder of death wish huge you know important label uh to us so yeah they they've been like helping me and um i think they're we're gonna have like a lot of cool opportunities in the future and I want to say shout out Keith. I, I got to meet Keith when I was in Philly um, for that From Within Record Showcase. And oh, nice! Yeah, Keith is awesome. He, he he's been on the podcast before, so it was just very cool to finally meet uh, him in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to meet him uh, soon, uh, hopefully in the summer. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that. Well, you got to tighten up those contracts so these bands can't can't just <laughs> dip out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody, there's no, yeah. there's nothing crazy like that going on. Um, no, the, a lot of the a lot of the bands are still like handshake deals. There is like a we have like an agreement form I call it, but it doesn't bind the the band to the label for you know yeah. X amount of releases or anything. The the main reason I just put things on paper just to be transparent and you know, hey, we're pressing a hundred records. Like this is how much it's gonna cost. This is how much I'm making. This is how much you're making. Just to like have it on paper like that way. There's no like you know harsh feelings for some reason that would come about or like mm-hmm. hey you didn't pay me for example like i try to keep everything re- recorded so uh everyone's just like happy and can like you know just have a good relationship 100 yeah i i feel like that's just the the most important thing right you got to be able to have that trust and that goes a, a, a long way so if you guys are able to trust each other uh you know yeah that's very important that's cool I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear that um you're working towards uh you know being able to provide uh, more opportunities for the bands on the label and to, to see things grow because like i said for, for me being on the outside and listening to the bands that um, you put out it, it's been a, definitely a cool thing to uh, support and fun to to watch the label grow and to see even some of my friends get on the label yeah yeah no that that's always cool like when you when you meet people and like it's their friends that are joining the label like that's super cool and uh yeah i appreciate like everyone who has like checked out even one release like i know that's even hard to do like these days like to be able to you know put on a record that you don't know on apple or spotify or Bandcamp or whatever it may be um so yeah i definitely appreciate it okay and i uh, wanted to ask you about these uh sunday conversations that you, yeah. you post from time to time uh what uh um, inspired you to start doing those yeah uh so shows like like yours and like uh, i like acts to grind and like 100 words or less like i i've been listening to like a bunch of podcasts for like since like college i think mm-hmm. and uh i've always valued these conversations that you hear uh directly from musicians because you were mentioning like earlier like the blog aspect the zine aspect you only get like so much from it because it's just you know it's words on paper and it's like a good story um but to be able to like hear and now like visually see you know people that you you admire or you like their art uh i think is like really important and um 
so a lot of the, you know a lot of the bands on the label sometimes they don't get the opportunities to go on like bigger shows like that um so i was like why not just make make our own like we have our label like we're here supporting each other like i'll just do it um so yeah that that was a kind of like the main influence for that and also just to be more personable um before i was kind of like in the shadows i felt like uh, which is another thing i struggled with uh with running the label um because like i mentioned i am like shy Mm -hmm. and uh, especially like putting myself out on like social media was like a little bit more difficult for me but i kind of just got over that and you know uh i value just like people and like when i like when um artists like put themselves out there like i have to give a shout out to joey's world like uh i think he did like an update video randomly and i saw it and i was like this is cool like he's talking to the people who follow him who support his art and he's talking about what he's doing um and i wanted to do that uh so i was able to uh with a lot of the bands so that's yeah it's been it's been a fun thing for sure and i'm happy that you mentioned a hundred words or less there was an episode that um they did with uh, Jay Pepito from Reign Supreme. And I think that's just like one of my favorite episodes that they ever did. So for anyone who hasn't had a chance to listen to that, if you are a fan of Reign Supreme or were a fan, um, I highly suggest you go listen to that episode. It's really awesome. But I, I do like that you, you, you do that uh, or do those conversations because it's just a cool um, outlet, right? Because um, I feel like that's just another branch for, for people to kind of latch on to right. when, when it comes mm-hmm. to the label. Because uh, I, I feel like to, to have uh, more avenues for people to get involved and to kind of um, get attached, I, I, I only see that stuff as just being beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it also gives me an excuse to like get to know the people I'm working with more. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it is online, you know, email and text. And, you know, we'll have FaceTime conversations here and there. But uh, to be able to sit down like this and like have a full on discussion, uh, it, I think it helps build relationships. And uh, it's also just fun uh, to be able to talk about, you know, what you, you're into. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really cool and uh, appreciative of podcasts like yours and, you know, every, anyone who does something like that. No, thank you. No, th- this whole thing is uh, very therapeutic for me. Uh, I, people don't yeah. understand, um, you know, just just being able to because I love to talk like I, my buddy Andy and Nate, I'm sure they get annoyed with me calling them because I, I, I'll text whatever. That's fine. But I'd much rather, uh, you know, have a conversation. So I um, get to annoy them a lot. But it's cool to have an outlet like this where that's like this is the thing we're talking for, you know, some uh, yeah. you know, um, odd amount of time. And it's, uh, you know, uh, very fun for me to do. So I- I'm happy that it's been able to like, inspire other things. Yeah, absolutely. OK, well, Jonathan, this has been really awesome. I- I'm-, I'm happy to have finally been able to have you on the podcast and uh, you know get to know the label better, get to know you better. Uh, but before we sign off, is um, there anything else you would like to say? Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, thank you, Jamie, for having me on. Uh, thank you for anyone who's listening. And um, yeah, I mean, if you are new to Sunday Drive or you know haven't um, gotten the chance to like listen to anyone, you can find all of our stuff on SundayDriveRecords.bandcamp.com. I think that's the easiest place to go, just because everything, like I mentioned, is linked there. So you can find out like all the bands and support them directly. Um, we're also on Instagram, Sunday Drive Records um also just started like a tiktok recently so if you're into tiktok i've been trying to make like make videos uh like like record um like showcasing records also talking about books and and stuff so like you mentioned other avenues just to like uh introduce like 
our our world or like our interests to other people mm-hmm. and help people connect um, with similar interests. Uh, that's been what I've been really into um, all these years and I'm trying to put like more work into that. So, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you again. Thanks to everybody who tuned in and we'll yeah. be back soon.